for joining us for this week's chapter of Not in the Textbooks podcast, where we sit and chat about the nitty-gritty never discussed in any of your textbooks. I'm Tanja. And I'm Audra. But before we dig into today's chapter, let's clear up some business. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views within are our own or are our guests' own. They do not reflect our profession, their profession, or any entity with whom we may have connections for employment now, in the past, or even in the future. If you need medical attention, advice, or care, please seek your own personal medical practitioner, not our podcast. We hope you enjoy. Well, without further ado, hello. Hello. And uh, how are you? <laughs> super fan freaking tastic. How are you? I'm super freaking fantastic too. I guess I, we're gonna add a freaking in there. Super fantastic. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's it's over the top fantastic. So, <laughs> um, I have decided before we started recording that this this chapter is gonna be chapter title is gonna be the storm edition because I know. Yeah, I'm I'm leading in good, bad and ugly. The ugliest ugly has been this fucking wind. Like I get uh-huh. it. We're Oklahoma where the wind comes. We've been down the plains. I've had enough. Mm-hmm. I want it to stop. Make it end. And I didn't mean yes. that by tornado sirens multiply going off during. The I day. know. <laughs> yes, I agree. Yes, but. It is that time of year, yeah. so Welcome it's to coming. Oklahoma. It's that time of year. We it's coming, and if you live in more, well, you know what's coming. It happens every year, or at least the years that I've been here, mm-hmm. and I just don't understand. But anyway, hunker down. Hunker it's, down. It's here. Yeah, yeah hunker down. Um, I'm going to go in with my good, bad, and ugly, and then we'll get to yours because your bad was okay, not yes. so great. Um, my good was that my daughter passed her PPAP this, this. I know. I saw that. Please I don't, don't even know what the PPAP is, but I was yay, say, she passed. <laughs> don't ask me what a PPAP is because I don't know what the letters stand for. <laughs> But I know that she's been working on a project and you have to, she had to submit it to her um, graduation counselor or her whatever with the, her uh-huh. advisor for her education department. And they had to approve right. and then they had to um, check it at multiple intervals uh-huh. and make sure that she was um, actually, you know, doing the, meeting the benchmarks. And it's right. and it's sort of like a, a large clinical presentation where you would do a, stu- a case study. So she presented okay. her okay. I- idea and then implemented it and then showed the kids work before and then showed the kids work after. And so um, she submitted and her advisor said, yeah, that should work. And she had to tweak a few things several times and then. Um, she submitted it to the state of Oklahoma. And I guess, you know, if you don't pass that, uh-huh. you don't get to be a teacher. So, um, okay. You know, I was thinking this, uh, as you were talking, I was trying to think, wait a minute, did Taryn, is this the test that Taryn had to take, um, for her teaching certificate? And so, no, then there's the, like, OGAT. For her degree, I mean. Right. There's, like, an OGAT and an uh, something else. I don't know. So you, don't know. you have to take these standardized tests, too, to be able to actually teach basic 
subject matters. And so Hope's taken those tests. So we'll see. One of them she's already passed, so she can teach general Good studies. Deal. But the art one Good. we're waiting on. So anyway it's exciting that's exciting news you know yes it is to, very good uh um, worked very hard for that so those rewards are always yeah. uh very good when they come through yes exactly exactly um and so then um we have we have that is the good the bad has been um this wind has um shoved things up my nose and down my throat without my consent um yep. <clears throat> Or you've been a little violated. I've been I've been wind violated, and I had um, fluid behind. Well, I guess if that if you were going to be violated, wouldn't that might be on the top five best ways to be violated? Right. I don't know. Anyway, go on. I'm just trying to throw some humor in there. Exactly. Like if I'm going to have things shoved in places without my consent, the wind is one of them. Um, it's, it's sad. The That's the best I had. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, Anyway, so it has it has blown things up there that shouldn't that are just ungodly and unnatural. And so I have this sinus infection slash I had fluid behind my ears, um, and I have felt like absolute trash all week long, except and only until I went to the clinic and got my IV with meds in it, and they gave me some prednisone from Mexico and let me tell you the prednisone is my friend um and I have now then I've been on like I, I'm hunting for food and a fight or a food fight or f- fighting over food I didn't care I wanted both or anything that has those two words in it exactly yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly but I had yes. no, no aches no pains and, and a lot of energy like I was like now you add ADD with prednisone and it was like <laughs> which was why I was mm-hmm. egging for a fight and some food like feed, yeah. feed me or I will fight you feed, feed me, me and I will fight you feed me and I'm going to fight you and I'm going to fight feed you with me the food while I fight you yes <laughs> with the food <laughs> yeah as long as there's food and fight, I'll be okay. Exactly. Yeah. When prednisone comes into the picture, this is what happens. So, and, um, so that's been my week. How, uh, how's your good, bad, and ugly? Do tell. We missed you last week. Hey, Mom. I oh. my wow. Uh, okay. okay. So let's start off with the good. The good is that. My mom, um, her probate, that is, that is done. Oh. That is done. Um, uh, just so I people signed, are aware, that's a year plus plus. Yes, yes. Um, which, please, get your paperwork in order. Don't, don't have your families have to go through all of that, you know, losing a loved one is hard enough. So there are certain things that it's just part of being, I'm sorry. Yes. Mom, Jean, it's part of being a responsible adult. I have your stuff in order. We never know when our number's coming up and please don't tell your children that if you die, uh, go to the attorney cause they have the paperwork. If you haven't ever gone back to sign the paperwork, it, 
the paperwork's no good. So anyway, um, so yes, after a year plus, the probate is finalized. Um, I signed, you know, <coughs> all the all the paperwork for that. Um, there were a lot of emotions tied to it. I'm sure there's still more coming, just because. Yes, it's great to get the inheritance because, um, you know, it's something that really comes along that you really weren't planning for, expecting, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But yet you inheritance, you get it because, you know, someone has passed. Mm. Um, but it's it helps. It did help relieve some some uh stress. tied up stress loose because ends. it's like yeah thank you thank you that's what i was thinking of loose ends i was trying to say it unfinished attack unfinished business um, there's just unfinished yeah, business because there. it's like yeah it's like you're it's like you're waiting you're waiting for the other shoe to fall it's kind of like the feeling you're just waiting waiting um so it did it did help kind of tie up some loose ends to help me move a forward. little bit more in this in this grieving process that yeah. you know yeah. as you know I've I've had uh struggles with mm -hmm. so uh got that done and actually that was like at the end of the week finalized everything um uh Thursday I believe the bad and the uh well the bad is that oh yeah i had to miss last week all of last week and we had so we had a couple of things planned i wanted to be at integris uh for the uh advanced care planning and and all of that and i had to miss that i missed uh having lulu on so i wasn't a part of that mm -hmm. because i was oh my gosh i woke up saturday morning feeling Ooh, you know, I just, mm, I don't feel very well. And then the bottom fell out and I felt like, oh my gosh, I hadn't felt that bad since COVID, honestly. Mm. Um, it, so I was sick Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and I missed Monday. And yeah, then I called in again Tuesday and I'm thinking, man, I'm going to have to go to the doctor and we all well, some of us know how I feel about doctors and why go if you really don't have to, you know, <laughs> uh, but I wasn't even able to hold down like sucking on ice chips. Mm, that is never good. No. So Tuesday, I didn't feel I could really drive to the doctor, didn't really even want to ride in a vehicle to go anywhere but wanted relief, so Dispatch Health came to my house. I was just going to um, say, Dispatch Health, call Dispatch Health. <laughs> and I did. And let me tell you, um, I got a bag of IV fluids in my living room. Oh, so good. Um, I got Tordal. I got I got a little cocktail of, of a lot Pepsid, of things. Pepsid, Zofran, Finnergan, I, the whole, yep, like all I the sure delicious did. things. Uh -huh. yes, yes. And then I even got uh, a dose of Benadryl because she didn't know, you know, there was uh, a chance Tordal sometimes can be a little rough on your stomach. Mm -hmm. And um, so I got Benadryl to help offset those side effects. Uh, then 
because I had been so sick for so many days and had not been able to hold down water, to hold down anything. Um, I also, you know, had the diarrhea. So I was very dehydrated to the point that I had a migraine headache. Um, I was actually wearing sunglasses when they came to the house. <laughs> Bless your heart. Oh, you really, you, do you ever um, sit there and think this is how kidney failure happens? Like this is how it happens. Well, yes. And see, I do not that anybody, you know, here's some more probably TMI. I do have a deformed kidney. Um, and so that is always a concern to me because you would think, two ureters on a kidney would help you eliminate better but um, kidney function runs on as some people don't know here's a little education kidney uh, your kidney function runs on a like a, a, a gravity um, a what am I thinking help me explain it um, it's like a I want to say vacuum suction but it's yeah. uh, I'm not choosing the right words anyway no, so so having two ureters actually throws all of that off. And yeah. so it's actually backwards than what you would think. So anyway, we checked that all of that was fine. But the migraine just I couldn't get I got from about a 10 to a four. Mm. So guess what other wonderful thing and it's not Oh my god, it's not wonderful. But it was I got a nerve block for my migraine through my nose Ew. now granted now granted i looked you know like a crackhead or met do you do you snort crack i don't know but anyway you know i've been bothered by you know my nose for a while because of a allergies sore. yeah okay the nose is still in the healing process from all the allergies but here's here's what yeah i got a nerve block and when she first said it i said i'm sorry what you're going to do what to wear? Excuse me, a nerve block in my living, up my nose in my living room. Is that really like, is that safe? Is that, is that something we should really be trying? But when you're in pain, you're like, you just want it to stop. So I, I don't was care like, what okay. you do to me, do it. <laughs> Make it end. I, I, I said, okay. She said, well, you know, she asked, would, was my pain to the point that I could just go lay down in a dark room and go to sleep and sleep the rest of it off, you know? Um, well, because there's a five and a six year old that live in my house. No. That I love dearly, that we're gonna be home from school in the next two and a half hours. Then my husband and grown son, there was not a chance in hell of that happening. So I said, yeah, no. So I guess we are going to go for the no, uh, the nerve block then. Let me tell y'all. Think very long and hard before you agree to this. Oh, no. Here's what they do. They take these Q-tips that are not round like normal Q-tips. I mean, they're, they're big and round, but they're kind of like round squares square kind of so now, do they, they have cotton on them like q-tips yeah even though you never feel it yes they do um and the ends of the q-tips the stick are hollow and so they soak 
the two Q-tips in a little cup with lidocaine visceral in it. Well, that's never a good sign. That's supposed, listen to the keyword, that's supposed to be your numbing. Anytime, here, hint, anytime anyone's going to shove something up your nose, as we've all learned with COVID swabs, nothing up your nose is pain-free. Nothing. 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 Mm-hmm. So, in goes the first Q-tip and all I remember hearing, I, I feel pain. Oh, God, I felt pain. And I hear, oh, God, no, don't grab my arm. Don't grab my arm. Let go of me. I have a Q-tip in your nose. I immediately flashed before me the little woman that I put an NG tube in in clinicals. And I started bawling. And I said to myself, oh, my God, this is what that little woman I shoved that NG tube felt like. Yes, yeah, that's probably exactly what she felt like. Um, so anyway, the pain is very, very intense and severe. Mm. And then gone. You are immediately pain free <sighs> because you're sitting there with a Q-tip up your nose. And then she takes a needle, a syringe, and she's drawn up the medicine. And then she's dropping, she's trying to line the hole and the needle up so then she can inject the medicine in the end of the Q-tip so it can then run up your nose into your sinus cavity, up into your head to get rid of the migraine. Then we do one side. Okay, now are you ready for the other? Well, you think numbing, pain-free. Oh, God, no. The second one hurt, too. Yeah. Until it was gone. It didn't. <laughs> and then once it was gone, it was like, ah. Did you just like, I could kiss you on the lips? I don't, I could just. I, well, I, I would have if I could have. But, you know, then you have to lay there for a while because. You still got these Q-tips in your nose for <laughs> because you have to lay there for a while and you can't move. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, sorry I drove you around the block to take you across the street. But um, all we all we know is that it was some kind of viral bug, some kind of viral tummy bug. Mm. Uh, she thought maybe food poisoning, but because... I hadn't eaten since sometime on Friday, probably Friday lunch. I there was I couldn't remember what I ate, so I don't know. Oh, that's terrible. Terrible. But I have heard of others being ill with a stomach yes. bug, so I'm thinking that was more like it. Um but oh my gosh, it it was it was severe, and then um, I, my really ugly for me was, while I was sick on Easter weekend, mm-hmm. I got some notifications from work, which blast, I got an email, which blasted every one of the buildings in our company. 
and everything that were not like on our wound reports or whatever. So that rubbed me a little wrong that it came through on a holiday weekend, you know, not knowing that I'm sick. I could have been spending family time, you know, mm-hmm. Any, anyway. Um, so then I come back from work and it's just like dump city, mm, you know? Yeah. When you miss, and I was so, sitting here while you were telling me that and I was thinking, oh my God, she missed Monday and she's coming back on a Wednesday. She missed one of her heaviest wound care days, and now she's coming back on a Wednesday. Oh, shit. A heavy wound care day (laughs) Uh from not being in the building since Friday, which Friday is a wound doctor round day. So luckily, Friday before I left, I had put those notes in. I had put those orders in that, you know, any orders that were new or changed. But yet I'm coming back on a Wednesday wound report was due on a Monday. So I've already missed two big, heavy, you know, day. It just, and I'm just, um, wasn't real happy about some of those things. So Mm -hmm. I am feeling a little bit like I might be going through a midlife crisis. (laughs) and that and that my inheritance adding some cushion is going to give me the freedom to do whatever needs to be done yeah to to make make yourself happy make to make whatever changes there's change coming with this inheritance let me just say that Mm -hmm. for all those listeners yeah. Yeah. Um, I do. I do see change coming. Which is a good um, thing. I have, though. Here's the good thing. I have been so disappointed and dis- discouraged by some of the staff performance while I was gone mm. that yeah. I'm going to... <clears throat> I'm going to have a huddle. I found things that I should have received in my training. Mm-hmm. The, the the training you didn't get for this position. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So so you know me when something bothers me, that detective comes out, that that investigator. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've got to defend. I feel like now I have to defend you know, what I'm doing or not doing, haven't had time to do. So in this little aggravated dig, I found policy and procedures that I didn't even know existed. Oh, look, for skin and wound. Regarding skin and wound care for our building. Look. That's pretty thick. What is that, an inch and a half thick, inch thick? Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, an inch and a half. I think it would fit in an inch and a half binder. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what got me to find this was I had a talk with my administrator. Who, trust me, anyone around me who's worked with me, been around me for very long, knows my face. I I don't hide stuff very well. My body language, it's hard. It's, It's hard. I mean, yeah. 
yeah. So everyone could feel the vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, so I did say that I didn't have the time to get it all together on Friday because once again, Friday is wound round day. So Monday morning, I'm going to have a huddle with the staff, like an immediate emergency in service, come together. And I'm going to do it for every shift. Okay. And, and that huddle, they're going to be handed out some information. Here you go. Uh, and they're going to be told, here is your verbal warning. This, this is it. You're all getting it all at the same time. And uh, I'm going to lay out how things are going to be going differently for wound care in our building to free up some space and time for me. And then the next time I pull off a dressing that isn't the way that it's supposed to be or frequency, whatever the case may be, they're going to get written up. And then when they have the write-ups that our policy says, or they get tired of me trying to get them to live up to our standards of care, then I'm going to point them to the door. And they can get the hell out of Grandma's house. Exactly. So, so yes, change is coming. Mm -hmm. Being sick gave me a lot of time to lay around and think. Think about things. Think about some things. Oh, I've been <clears throat> thinking about all kinds of things. Of things. And change, change is coming. Listen, I, I don't want it to sound like I think that I am better than anyone because I am not. I fuck things up on a daily basis. True. Where there's things, there's things that I could have said differently, could have done better, could have whatever, because I'm human. But I am so disappointed in people, yeah. people as a whole, people as a whole. I just, I just don't understand what's going on with people. I say that, and then I had, um, I had some. So share a good people person story. Let me, let me do that. It's a strange one, because how to explain that I was at the laundromat today. There was a lot of big laundry that needed to be done in my house, like big items. Yes, I completely understand that. When you have a bunch of comforters, blankets, yes. sheets, rugs. Big items. Yes. Okay. Yes. So Do I, those in someone else's washer. <laughs> so I, I went to the laundromat this morning. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, that was an experience. Now, there are a lot of interesting people at the laundromat. A lot of interesting people. Yes, I remember we used to go to the laundromat every week. Oh, yes. Um, and if you have multiple loads that you need to do, like you've backed up your laundry or your washing machine, like I've gone before you when get my it washing all done machine, at one time, one small, you can wash Boom. in a, but just 
four, four I've had times six four washers times... before. Oh, six washers. Okay, before. so Let's I've done go. five. You just put them all in, and they're four load capacity, and you just load them all up, and then boom, 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 load boom, boom, them boom, up. And then an hour yep. later, they're washed and dried, and and back in your mm-hmm. baskets, folded up and ready to go. Um, yes, it took about two hours that day. But so then they can set at home, and I can uh, unpack them as I live through it. Exactly. You just start unloading as you need. Like just start pulling them out as you need. Anyway, that's another story for another day. But I was at the laundromat, large items, doing doing the laundry, and I had several. I had four today because it was big comforters and things. You uh-huh. know. So I had four washing machines, four dryers. Well, I was folding sheets, you know, a lot of sheets because they'd been in the, okay, look, it's storm season in Oklahoma and I'm going to sound psychotic, but not probably not to you. You'll probably relate to this. So I had all the sheets in the, in the closet and for whatever reason, they smelled like the closet and I was like, I don't, I need to rewash these. And so I took them because I was already taking the comforters. So, right. Right. Let's just add to it. Exactly. It's just capacity washers. Ex- they're huge. So we, we yeah. can wash like almost all of these sheets in one washing machine. So I was folding the sheets and putting them back in their, their pillowcases, you know, because they go uh-huh. together in their pillowcases. Yes, that's what, that's what I do. It's the, it's the, it's the best choice it's the easiest it's you easy. just pull out the pillowcase everything everything right there everything's in one inside. pillowcase yep yes. it's, it's folded up neatly inside the one pillowcase. yes you don't have to hunt for the mm-hmm. sheet or the anything exactly they it's go together right in a set they match everything and you can put a dryer sheet in them you know and then they still smell fresh I, that is an awesome point because i was gonna add that yes oh, girl okay so but they've been in the they've clearly been in there for too long so i needed to clean them it, it was time right. spring cleaning mm-hmm. it's time so i took them out rewashed them get them fresh they're fine so i was folding them and my dryer was going and i knew it was up in six minutes you know because it says six minutes and it means six that minutes. it's not like your dryer yes, at it home does. it actually means six minutes like it dies at six minutes. <clears throat> yeah Boom, and so done. I turned around and it had 30 minutes on it and I'm like oh I'm not going to get finished folding because I was thinking that I'm not going to get finished folding these sheets and getting them in here and before six those minutes. are done right mm-hmm. and I turned back around to feed it and somebody had gone through and fed every dryer quarters and given people 30 more minutes to get their stuff it was so sweet because you know these people can't that is sweet you know and I was just like this guy just fed every dryer in here another 30 minutes that is wonderful such a sweet thing I mean you know that is sweet and I was just like not all people are evil <laughs> and I know and you find kindness you find kindness and in, in, in some, of the some of the strangest places. Strangest places that you wouldn't expect it. And in the strangest way. In the strangest way, too. Because it's like... Yes. I just wish there were more of those people out and about than the others. So then you have to become that person. Be the change that you want to see. Yeah. I, I was working very hard at that. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough when you don't see it to become it. Yes. It's also tough to try to be doing that while 
everyone else around <clears throat> is like picking mm. at that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, the funny thing is, is that people will take your kindness for weakness and they will take that. And because, because some people are so broken and so hateful and so unfortunately sad and and just broken. We'll just leave it at that. They're broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they see something like that, they don't necessarily want to... They want to tear it apart instead of... And, and pick it apart instead of appreciating it for what it is. And you have to, you have to get okay inside of... Inside of you. You. Yes, and just that say, is correct. I am walking in this truth because this is what I want to see. This is what I want to be. This is who I want to be. This is how I want the world to be. So I'm going to show it unapologetically and be it unapologetically. You know, yeah. kind of that whole thing of what kind of day are we going to have? A great day. Right. How long are we going right. to have it? All day. Yes, you like know? your day is going to be what you make it. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a great yeah. day all day, and you keep saying it. It's going to it's going to be the sunniest day ever. The wind is going to stop blowing. It's going to, like, you uh-huh. keep saying it, and eventually you're this going to be gonna right. This is going to be the best day ever. ever. And eventually yes. it is the that's best I, day yeah. ever. That, that's how I got through Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Man, this day is rocking. <laughs> this is the best, and it was really, this is the best day I've had since. last Friday (laughs) (laughs) Jordan missed the bus one day and I was dropping him off and this is one of the things that I did with my kids all the time I don't know that I've ever shared it on here that I would say you know what kind of day are we gonna have it's gonna be a great day how long are we gonna have that day day. all day all day yeah and so and and I would make them say it until they said it like what uh-huh, kind of day? Right. I'm sorry. What kind uh-huh. of day? What kind of day? So Jordan, right. Jordan missed the bus, which is a rare thing. He's done it twice this year, and it's been in a two-week time span. So it's been – he's tired. It's the end of the year. Yeah. He's tired. Yeah. It's a 15-minute drive to his school from my house, so it's not super close. <laughs> but, you mm-hmm. know, it's fine. I'm up getting ready for work anyway. We just skipped a little makeup that day and took him to school. It's fine. A little extra bonding time with my son. It happens. Um, And so I was dropping him off and I'm like, what kind of day are you going to have? And he was like, a good day. And I'm like, a what (laughs) day? Excuse me? A what day? (laughs) And it was like, poor Jordan was like, oh my God, this woman is doing it again. You know, you could just see it on him. And I'm just like, it's going to be, I'm sorry, it's going to be a what kind of day? A great day? I know I just heard you say a great day. Um, and so, yeah, then it was like, and for how long all day, it's going to be a good day. I'm going to have a good day all day. No, you're going to have a great day all day, Jordan. It's going to be a great day. But it was kind of funny because he was kind of, you could tell he was like, I've already missed the bus. The great day has left. <laughs> right. Because like he, he, he likes that. He likes to, to make the bus and have his routine. And that's yeah. just what I was going to say. Routine. And then when your routine is messed up, <clears throat> it's not a great throws... day all day. It throws everything off. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, I, I had an experience, uh, this week of something that I've never had happen. It was a little different. What's that? Mm-hmm. Um, I had, uh, a patient, hmm. 
a patient die on me in the <gasps> middle of my admission skin assessment. No, 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 no. Now, Did it you... was an expected death because that 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 just it, so that you it know was it one was it that was means expected. That she mm-hmm, that means that this patient uh, was on hospice. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, I'm not going to lie, uh, it was a hospital dump. Yeah, those happen. So let's define mm-hmm. a hospital dump. Here's what a hospital dump is. It's where the hospital can no longer do anything for you. And uh, that now you're, you have to go. You're your all payment sources, whether it be your insurance, uh, whatever. Now you can no longer be at the hospital. You have to go and you have to go somewhere. So for whatever reason, and that I do not know, she, he, the patient could no longer be at the hospital. Now, a lot of times, if it is a hospice patient and they have to go somewhere, then a lot of times they can be taken and admitted to a hospice house. Right, right, which is a freestanding hospice facility. Yes. Um, Some hospitals, well, at least uh, one of the hospitals uh, in Kansas City, their hospice is like a certain like wing of the hospital so anyway it doesn't matter where it is but yes it is the hospice house is separate from let's say uh, a nursing home or or a a hospital it is completely different so for whatever the hospital that i work at the company institution umbrella that i'm under um we have suites within the hospital okay um so for whatever reason this patient could not go to the hospice house which i still don't understand it doesn't matter it kind of does to me but anyway so they they come to us and we know this patient is not going to be with us long Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And then, and we know that just by reading the paperwork, lots of wounds, lots of wounds. Wow. Uh, like pressure sores in all the places. Uh, well, one was a pressure sore, uh, at the coccyx, mm-hmm. which, which is your, which is your butt. Um, and across the abdomen had had a surgical procedure Mm -hmm. okay okay and the procedure did not have the outcome that probably was expected and the surgical incision had at some point dehissed and that means what happens that means when that means that the surgical site has busted open. So like if you have staples or sutures or glue they, or glue, 
Uh, yes, because a lot of times now, like if you have a laparoscopic surgery where they're just going in with some cameras and just doing, uh, they can do a lot of procedures laparoscopically. But anyway, your surgical incisions are very small and you usually have about three. Um, and they will use glue mm -hmm. uh, there. And, and if they uh, break apart or they come it, apart. It, it, it pulls apart, yes. And... Um, this wound was so bad, gross. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure there was a better word than gross, but it was hmm. gross. Hmm. So I walk in to do my skin assessment because with every new admission, of course, I, the wound nurse, do my own head-to-toe assessment because um, nurses, when you're doing an admission, you have so many things you have to get done in that admission packet that, sorry, sometimes nurses get in a hurry. They're trying to get all this done. And, and get their meds entered and get their orders and entered and get, get them into the system and all of the things. Yes, yes. yes. And they, they do, they have their own skin assessment that they do, the, you know, admitting charge nurse. Right. But still, I have seen that, yes, nurses miss stuff. You know, they may not lift up each belly fold or, or groin fold, or maybe they don't look in the armpits. A lot of times nurses, they don't think to look behind the ears, even if a patient is on oxygen. So I start, yes, from the crown of your head and go completely down to the very distal point of your toe. Uh, and I'm glad I did because, yes, I, of course, found wounds that weren't even listed on the paperwork. Anyway, um, so I wa uh, when, when the patient gets there, I see her condition, and so I'm helping the nurse a little bit, and so I decide that I'm going to step out of the way and go on and do, you know, the other things I have to do for the day. And I'll come back when the patient gets a little bit more settled. Um, so I did just that. Uh, I walk in the room. There's, you can see that there are periods of apnea, which apnea is periods where you have no respirations you're not taking any breaths so there's a space between your breaths so I carry on and I'm doing you know my skin assessment like I normally do and I'm I'm talking to her because even though a patient cannot talk to me um, there are several ways a patient can communicate and hearing is the last thing that goes and how rude would that be to have someone in there like checking Turning your you body looking at your body checking your body over and lifting your breasts up and and getting in your groin folds but mm -hmm. yet they don't they don't utter a word to you mm -hmm. so um i'm the same nurse no matter what your condition is you know yes so i'm doing that and all of a sudden, there was a shift in, in the, the room. room. 
Now, in the air. If you've ever been in the room with someone who is passing or who is going to pass, this happens, and you you become attuned to it. You become familiar with the energy change in the room, and then you look at the patient, and all of a sudden their skin becomes a little bit waxy or a little bit and different. And it just and it was so. I'm sitting there. Well, not sitting, but I'm. I'm standing at the bedside and I'm, you know, doing my thing. And um, I had just taken one of the abdominal dressings off. And yes, I say one because there was one, two, three, four. And um, so I I, I take the first one off and and, um, I'm measuring and everything. I go to look at something else and I can feel, yeah, there was just like this. And it is, it's almost like a, it's just like a, yeah, like you imagine holding a dandelion and blowing the white little fuzzies. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what it was. It's It's a whisper of the wind. It is. It's just a whisper. And I could feel the, all of a sudden I just felt the air shift. Like, like kind of like when a window's opened, you know, and it kind of moves the air around. And I look at her. And yes, as I look, I can see it just change and yeah. go acro- go across her face. Mm-hmm. And I knew. Yeah. And I was like, oh, honey, good You're for free. you. You're free. Good, good for you now. You, you, oh, honey, you just lay there. You just lay there and yes, and I'll do the rest. And... Yes, I'm sorry I had to continue mm-hmm. my skin assessment because, unfortunately, her the, the patient being released <laughs> from this world, doesn't, unfortunately, did not change, change my job description. So, right. um, also, of course, I finished... And I did complete wound care, just like the orders said. Because, because when a patient leaves your facility, your community, your building, whatever your word home. you want to attach to it, your home, when even they, when they leave, that is your business card. That shows the care that you give and yes I could have sent her out of the building with the same dressings I could have stopped as soon as she passed I could have stopped and and left it at that and just said you know uh, came in at this time passed at that time But to me, that would have said even the couple few hours 
that that patient was in our building, I wanted it to be known she was that patient received care. She did not come and be admitted to a room and then there you have it. I wanted it to, yes, look like that patient received care in our building and it was good care. Mm -hmm. So for anyone out there in the medical field and no matter where you work, no matter how that patient leaves your building, that whatever they look like, that's the care they received. Yeah. That um, is the care they received. And you and I never worked um, hospice together, but I w was known, I am known as, <laughs> you know, I did the on-call thing, and so I'd show up mm -hmm. in the middle of the night. These people are leaving in under the cover of darkness yes. <laughs> in night. Right. No one's going to see them but the funeral home. They're going to bathe them. They're going to do all these things. I don't care. If I don't my, care either. Yes. If my father, <clears throat> and a lot of times as people are passing, especially in homes or even in communities and facilities, whatever you want to call them, um, they aren't shaved as often. They aren't. Um, because, you know, some, sometimes there's just that thing that, that some of it gets a little lacking. Um, well, because it's not, you're doing the necessities right. and you're thinking of their comfort and how comfortable is it to be taking oh. a razor across someone's face right. when they're not feeling quite right. up to that. Exactly. And so I would shave them, um, mm -hmm. and I would put them in. What did they, and I would ask the people, what did they normally leave the home in? What did they normally right. leave in? If they left in dress shoes and dress slacks and, you know, a button-down T-shirt, that's what they were leaving, or a button-down shirt. Yes. That's what they were leaving in that night. I don't care if it was 4 o'clock in the morning. If that's what they left that... in when they left the house, and I would bathe them in their soap. Yep. Mm -hmm. And yes. I would spray their cologne their on them. their lotion on them. Their yeah, cologne. lotion. You brush, you brush their hair, hair. Their teeth. Their teeth. I would clean yes. them up because yes. a lot of times that was, you know, especially now when cremation is a little bit more commonplace and viewings don't always happen with families, sometimes that's the last time. If nothing else, that's the last memory they're going to it's have. That's the last. Mm-hmm. Of their loved one in their one. home. Yes. Plus, plus, that is, in my opinion, that is providing good quality care in a respectful, dignified, it gives dignified them, yeah. manner. And it gives them the dignity that they deserve. They deserved that, and their family's yes. grieving. And a lot of times their family was grieving, and they were in there, and they would uh, help me with that. And that's part of the grieving process for them is to be able to bathe their parent one last to time. Me, to yeah. me, it is. it feels so respectful. I feel honored it is. to it's be a, there, to be there during that time. I'm the one Rendering. that gets that gets to prepare you 
for this next journey, you know, this next step in this process. And I feel like, I don't know, I, I, I don't know that we're, and maybe it is coming across, but for me, it was very reverential. Um, I don't even know what that word means. Sacred. Reverential. Yeah. Oh, yes. Thank you. It re- yes. It requires sacred. reverence. Yes. It requires reverence. Thank you. Yes. And it is sacred. Like washing. The feet of Jesus. The Bible. <laughs> right. Washing someone's feet. Right. Washing, you know, how Jesus washed everyone's feet at the right. Last Supper, you know? Yes. And it has that service feel to it. It has yes. that point of humanity touching humanity that everyone on this earth is going to go through some sort of grief and loss and we all know it and being able to touch the hem of that point um and it's almost like washing a brand new baby you know you're never closer Uh i always say you're never they mirror each other you labor Uh you labor through life you labor through death you labor to be born you labor to die you you there is that moment where it's like a, a a person's energy and soul enters into the world a person's energy and soul leaves the world leaves the world and never are you closer to whatever that mystery is on the other side than when a baby is born or a baby die or a person a human dies a person dies yes so either yes. birth or death you're never closer to that mystery of right what's over there <laughs> Where do uh-huh. they really come from? Where does that energy come from? Um, and where where, where is it, it that you're really going? Yeah. And and my whole like I had one experience that I don't think I will ever forget, um, and I hope I never do, where a gentleman passed away and was clearly adored by his entire family. And the funeral home came in and just was flipping and flopping him, and I was still talking to him. You know, I know he's not in that body anymore, but he, you still feel them but in the room you still feel. and their family is standing here and I'm like, okay, we're going to, okay, sir, we're going to, you know, Mr. Smith, you know, not his name. Okay. Mr. Smith, I'm going to roll you over. We're going to put you on this backboard. We're going to, and I overly yes. did it because they were being so overly gruff. And I was like, you mother effers, you know? Like it just irritated, it made me so angry. And I was just like, and so I was overly like, okay, we're coming back toward me now, hon. You know, like that kind of thing where, and I'm like, don't do that. Don't get to the point where you just don't care about that person's, what's left of what the family recognizes them as. Don't do that to them. (laughs) No, there's been, there's been more times, more times than I can count that I've worked in a building and had a uh, mortuary driver, a funeral home driver, come to pick up someone's body. Mm-hmm. And now, not everybody is the little bitty woman who's 5'2 and weighs 99 pounds. No. They, still, they still send one driver one, usually, one, one person. person. I had to pull, listen, listen, I had to pull a six foot tall man out of a fifth wheel with a four foot 10 woman. Not, she wasn't, she was like five, she was my height. She was like five, two, five, three, five, four, maybe, you know, 
Uh-huh. Two of us, two five foot Every... something people taking a six foot tall dude out of a freaking fifth wheel with wobbly stairs. And I told him to send two. Bah! Yes. <laughs> and every time, every time I will follow them right down and say, let me help, help you. you. Because no, and this is what I say. No, I cannot be a part of you taking them from that bed to your gurney it will not be done rough dig- dignified it will be done dignified it will not be done and in I'm, an undignified manner you are going to treat them with respect still and that yes we're going to treat them with respect and no i'm sorry let's let's put the gown back down while you're getting the sheet and everything to cover no I am, there's a right way to do things in a wrong way. And dignified is dignified. And every single person, no matter what, well, no, I'm. At that particular point, no matter what. In my realm where I have worked, no matter what their life was before they got to me, they deserve to die in a dignified manner. Exactly. Exactly. And, and be treated and their body be treated with dignity and respect. respect. Yeah. After and they passed. Exactly. I had I, I I exactly. Exactly. Um Yeah. It it's it's not a lot that we talk about necessarily, but yeah, don't. Oh, God, please. Yeah. And I, w- I wouldn't care if they were in the hospital in our hospice suites or if they were at home or if they were in a fifth wheel or if they were in a facility. Uh-huh. They got dressed. They got protect. Their 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 clothes were protected and they got dressed mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. got they got bathed. They got dressed. They got shaved if they shaved. They got their beard trimmed and washed if they didn't. They got their yes. hair washed and cleaned and put their gel in their hair products in their hair. You know, uh-huh. face clean. The whole bit, like clean them. Yes. Up. <laughs> like they are going to out. town. Like they're going yes. out. Like they're I going out. I didn't put makeup on them or anything crazy, you know. But but right. I but I did put their cologne on them or their smell. No, good, I didn't. But, mean, yeah, yeah. That's but, what I mean. I didn't mean like. Yeah. Yeah. But I just I want to be clear, just like, so that they know, you know, because right. people don't know. So you're right. But it is an imp- and for those of you that don't know, be thankful we no longer pack your rectum when you die. Yeah. Thank God for Thank that. Thank God for that. But we do protect your clothing with other items. So. Well, yeah, I'm going to put an adult brief on you, but I'm not going to pack your rectum with cotton balls any longer. that still feels disrespectful. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, in a yeah. Di- it's just not right. I just... That feels like desecration of a corpse. I don't want to do that. Um, I mean, I don't want to violate you, dear Lord. No. Wow. No. No, you don't need to see that. So... Um, well, that w- that took a turn. I didn't expect us to go that route. One of the I know. I just wanted to throw that in there because that kept popping in my head as we were talking. I just no. kept thinking, thank God, because I was thinking, yeah. wow, with that wound, how would I have done that? So, That's what okay, was going through my head. <laughs> let's talk about wounds and dying since we're on my favorite subject of death. Um, Kennedy and ulcers. And mine of wounds. Yes, and yours of wound. Kennedy ulcers. Do you mm-hmm. know of these? 
I don't know a lot. Okay. So Kennedy Nor ulcers. Nor do I have a lot of experience with them. When you said she had a coccyx wounds, I was like, was it pear shaped? Um, because. No. Okay. Um, because Kennedy ulcers come kind of on the sacrum. You can Google this, ladies yes. and gentlemen, if you're into looking at wounds. Um, it's, oh, my Google is not connected to the internet now. and now it's mm -hmm. talking to us. Um, you yeah. can, you can do that thing where you look it up people. <laughs> um, uh -huh. and so these pear shaped or kidney shaped, um, wounds will come up on the sacrum and they're very specific looking. Um, and they come, they were mm -hmm. noticed by a nurse with the last name of Kennedy. Um, and that's mm -hmm. why they're Kennedy ulcers. She began studying yes. them. Um, and she realized that they would be there. They would not be there at seven o'clock in the morning, but by the time that someone found them and saw them, they would be just this dark area that would end like up just, uh, uh, like a, a dark, like maroonish like purpley purple. looking yes where you're yes. looking at it going oh my god they have a stage like, four that nobody caught like like how the fuck did that happen how did we miss this how did we miss and this they, this morning and they come on fast fast so they're not there at seven mm -hmm. in the morning at shift change but at three o'clock in the afternoon they are there <laughs> And they're yes. bad. And then they turn yes. into. And so they, but they come on very quickly like that. Um, and they mm -hmm. are very distinct looking. They are distinct in color and in shape. Mm -hmm. And they do hearken death, basically. Typically yeah. within four to 48 hours, sometimes 72, they're going to be gone mm -hmm. with a Kennedy mm -hmm. ulcer. Um, yes. And it's just one of those strange phenomenon. Your skin is an organ. You're experiencing on hospice or in the dying phases, multi-system organ failure. Your skin is yep, also shut failing. Down. Mm -hmm. And so your skin isn't being perfused. And circulation and yeah. all of those things happen and it's shutting down. It's a sign of shutdown and it is one of the signs that we can see. Um, and, you know, sometimes I would see them and say, this might be what I'm seeing, but we don't know. And but we don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a doctor here to diagnose it as that, but it kind of looks like that. And maybe that's a sign, um, you know, but mm -hmm. and there's not a lot we can do except just kind of cover it and keep it. It's going to break down. And it's going to come open. It's and It's going to break be down. It's going to. And you're not. You can't I mean, heal it. It's I not. I can't heal it. <laughs> it's one. It, yeah. It's one that you're not going to heal. Your focus is going to be comfort. So yeah. there's your tidbits of uh, education, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. So since that's... our since our 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 chapter this week took a shift from, um, you know, storms and sickness to death, let's shift. What are you listening to? Um, the Pulse. Okay. Been mm -hmm. liking it. Yeah, I've I've listened to it off and on for a a while. I just needed, um, you know, I usually do listen mainly to K-Love because I need that ground. <clears throat> yeah. And, and it does, uh, it's usually also because I can understand the words to every song on K-Love. Mm -hmm. There's not, it's not that music that's uh, head banging music. I... 
don't really want to listen. It's just too much firing for my brain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Usually for very much, you know, if, if I would listen to headbanging music all day long, I, I'd have a headache. I, I just would. I'm, I'm right. past that. I'm, I think I'm maybe, I don't know. Am I too old for it? I maybe. Don't know. I don't know. Who knows? But I just needed a switch up from Caleb. I understand. I understand it yeah. completely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the pulse. Uh, I'm trying to think. There was something else. Oh, I have been uh, trying to listen to Oliver learn to read. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, other than that, it's really just been kind of quiet. Uh good. I've been... Yeah, I've been trying to uh, bring some peace. Good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yep. I uh, finished Crime of the Century, and then I moved to the, uh, very quickly, to the April uh, book month that Janelle, who was on our podcast mm -hmm. a few chapters mm -hmm. back, Last mm -hmm. last season, as a matter of fact, um, yes. I think. Isn't that um, fun that we can say last, last season? Last season, I believe. Um, anyway, she uh, she might have, was she on last season or was she on this season? She was on last. Anyway, she she's been on the show before, um, but her, the book club that we talked about on that chapter, "Who Is Maud Dixon," is a book that was in that. A very quick read, a thriller, very mm -hmm. good. Oh, I highly recommend. It was so good. Um, started it, finished it two days later. Oh, it was that good. It was that good. Um, and now I am listening to Verity, which is also that good. I feel like it's going to be huh. over and done very quickly so um, uh -huh. and a lot of people didn't like Verity it's got a little bit of um, smut in it which is kind of fun every now and then you know well yeah who doesn't love a little you know I mean you gotta have a good balance right. you gotta <laughs> add some smut in there and I'd much rather read it than do it so <laughs> oh, um, no I'm so. kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding I mean yeah right now I don't want to but I could read it Right. Yeah. So anyway, it's pretty good. It's, it's been, it's been, an, in, that one's an intriguing book as well. Very intriguing, mm, but okay. I recommend the crime of the century drudges. It, it picks up, it, it starts fast and then you get into, it come, grinds to a halt and it was tough to get through the second half mm -hmm. of that book. Um, but uh, who is Maud Dixon? Super snappy the whole way through. Um, and Verity has been pretty much the same. I'm invested in hmm. finding out what in the world okay. is going on. Um, huh. So good books, um, which means podcasts are behind. So I haven't listened to much of anything except. Um, yeah, I, I listen. Really haven't either. I listened to one episode this week of um, the VPZD show, and that was it. So um, yeah, and it was pretty. It was pretty good. So. That's about all. Yeah, I was just trying not to really to keep like quiet in my head. Well, when you have a migraine, so you can't think. You know, I did not want. And then once it was all over, I didn't want to add anything to it that might be 
too stressful for my head. I just, you know what I mean? I, I didn't mm. want to trigger, I didn't want to trigger anything. So I was trying to keep it really calm and cool. Low key. Low key. And then of course, then going back to work after being sick and all mm. that, I was just really trying to stay low key and, and positive. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good, that's a good thing to do. All right. Anything else? Yeah. Uh, no. All right. See y'all in the stacks next week. Next week. I want to take a minute to thank you for listening, sharing, and engaging with us, subscribing, and following our social media pages. Your feedback is invaluable to us. It helps us to know the stories and chapters to seek out. It helps to make us better. And we can't tell you how much that means to us. You can find links to all of our social media pages and everywhere we can be streamed on our Flow page. That's www.flow.page slash not in the textbooks podcast. If you have a second, please go to Apple Podcasts to rate and review us. Five star, please. It really does help out the show. Remember, we're in the middle of figuring out the crazy stories of our lives, so create a little kindness, show some love and compassion, and if you can't because your chapter is just too hard right now, we're here for you and we're rooting for you, so just Just keep going. We hope to see you back here in the stacks digging up some stories and chapters for next week. Mm